Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with that Making Motivation podcast once again. He's such a rascal. Isn't he? It's 7.30 on the 12th of uh, August 2021. Nice evening. It's 95 degrees, of course. This was the hottest day so far this summer. Spent most of it inside. Slept in a little bit this morning. Woke up maybe around 7.30, Came in, started my day. As stated, it's been busy. Been busy out there. I'm thankful that it, it has been. Um, a little healthy, balanced chiropractic, trying to help people, trying to save people from their musculoskeletal strife. You have two new text messages. <clears throat> I have my notifications on my phone. I, I, I For the longest time, and, and the use is that I... I turn them off. I don't want to hear any of that shit, but then maybe I go out somewhere, like the gym where... What if I leave my phone and listen to some sort of podcast or music on it? Got my earbuds in. So I have to have my phone with me. And also need to log in with my phone. What if uh, what if I misplace it and leave it on a machine somewhere? And then I can't call it and I can't find it. So started taking it up putting the notifications back on, so now all day I hear bloop, 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 and it's, it's an interesting thing, because I, I, you know, so I'm cognizant of, of when information, communications are coming in, and that's pretty cool sometimes, right, we, we need to, if we've reached out to somebody, we might want to anticipate, um, you know, their response, so, but I don't know, the percentage of just crap coming in from folks that might have a word with for, for me or, you know, I get some fucking text messages, man. It might be a patient trying to get on the schedule. It might be somebody telling me that they need to reschedule or cancel or... Some bullshit, something about Shady Ray's fucking sunglasses or some bullshit like that. Anyway, I'm just saying that because I hear a bloop, even when I'm out doing this podcast, hear these little notifications, and, and my friend Val reached out to me. She's cool. Let's see what she says. She's pissed because of the ridiculousness in our society right now. <clears throat> you know, people in our community, there's an uproar and in the school board and I guess probably every school board across the country, there's combativeness about the uh, what's the mask policy going to be as the kids return to school. You got half or maybe a third of the population that 
thinks that kids should not have to wear masks. You got uh, pretty much the rest of the population. I I estimate um, they're comfortable protecting their kids and their family and the school and they realize that if we don't take some sort of safety precautions as has been recommended by the CDC and every other you know credible scientific public health related organization you know everybody's saying that if we don't do this if we don't do something to protect this to prevent the spread then it might shut down the schools again you know what happens when all these kids get sick what do you do what happens if an entire class gets sick? Does everybody just go home and they they study remotely? Uh, what if the kids are, you know, they're changing classes now. They go to gym class. They go to art class. They go to do their sports. What if the entire football team gets COVID? Well, kids, unlikely that they get sick, but then, you know, you hear stories and about you know how this is affecting kids. And I read that 15% of those uh, infections across the nation are in children. You know, I just talked to somebody today, a 20-year-old, okay, just passed. Originally had COVID, did not had not gotten the vaccine. It wasn't out yet. Got sick early in 2019. Had all these clotting issues, put them on ECMO, and all these crazy things that you hear about. You don't quite know what it is, but it's a ECMO, as I understand. It's like a oxygenation or anti-clotting technology, some sort of advanced medical means to right the ship when somebody's got COVID, you know, acute COVID, like they're sick. It's a means to save them. So this patient, not 20 years old, and is, you know, basically died from this condition. And before that, had arms removed and scapula removed and all this terrible stuff that you never want to hear. And you assume that any young person would not have to deal with. Um, and, of course, young people interact with old people. Grandma and Grandpa, you know, this morning I had a I had a grandmother and a granddaughter and a great-grandchild, great-grandson in my office. Then I had a grandmother and a two-year-old running around my office. The two-year-old was anyway. You look at these little bundles of energy just jumping around and playing around and playing the ukulele and you think, wow, hate to see any, any young person and you some beautiful, something so beautiful and fragile and with such potential to suffer and die from this crap. And maybe that's improbable, but it's not impossible. These are the things I'm thinking of today. I did just take a COVID test, by the way. <clears throat> As did my staff, and we are negative. 
you're going to start to hear about people now that this is all over the news again and the numbers are rising. You're going to hear about people who are, you know, did test positive and, you know, you're thinking about your interactions. What if they came, you came across them? What if they came into my office? You know, what about all the other people that I, you know, I bear responsibility? It really bolsters, you know, the reality, the news headlines really bolster my decision to bring masks back. This is something that we need to do. And that's it. You know, something simple that we can do that will protect a bunch of people. You know? Does it offer 100% protection? Of course not. Nothing does. But it's something, you know, it's protection that maybe you wish you would have had if you learned that somebody that you've been around gets diagnosed with the shit. So there's that. So people are outraged right now. People who are vaccinated are pissed at people who are unvaccinated. You know, they're fucking steaming, they're fuming. Uh, people who are, you know, if you don't want us to have to wear masks and you don't want kids to lose school days and you want them to go back to normal, quote unquote, then you should be doing everything you can to ensure that you're vaccinated. You know, uh, uh, there was a, a woman I, I, I might have mentioned, I, I don't think I watched it last night though. A nurse that I've known, uh, she's a, an aunt, okay, my wife's aunt. She's a nurse in Queens, so worked on the front lines during the, the last couple of years during this pandemic, and obviously numbers are rising and hospitalizations increasing and all that stuff, and so she posted something about, uh, it was a doctor, like the lead medical doctor, clinician, hospital manager from New Orleans or, um, Louisiana. Forget the, the city, but she basically stood up there and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a local. My father's a farmer driving around over the weekend. I see kids riding their four wheelers and, you know, farmers out there in their fields and, you know, people out there riding horses and all this, doing this, all this stuff that, you know, Baton Rouge, <clears throat> that you do down on the bayou and down in the Louisiana, Louisiana. She sees these people out there recreating and she says, you know what, if somebody hurt themselves on a four-wheeler, God forbid, or maimed themselves on a piece of farm machinery, they wouldn't have an opportunity, they wouldn't have a place to go. They would not be able to get in the ER because they're overrun by COVID patients. And she spoke very calmly and very clearly and said, listen, if you want us to be able to, we'll gladly take the torch from you, take the baton after you get vaccinated. But if you, you know, if you want to do something to save your community and make sure that if somebody, if you have an urgent medical need, that you can get a space, you can actually be seen, then, uh, 
you know, get vaccinated because it's going to reduce your likelihood of getting sick and reduce the workload on these medical professionals. It was very sincere. I read the, uh, you know, the, of course, I made a mistake and read the comments. And there's a lot of people who were, you know, loved what she said. And other people said she's a really good actor. And, you know, they just want everybody to get vaccinated. Why? Why do they want you to get vaccinated? You, you think this is, uh, people tell me it's about money. It's about big pharma. It's about control. It's about socialism. It's like, that's so dumb, man. Why would anybody want people to get sick? Why would anybody want a shutdown? You really think that people enjoy this? You know, so this is ongoing. This is what's happening. And everybody's feeling this right now, I believe, you know. In the days to come, you know, throughout the weekend into the next couple weeks, it's going to be leading up to school going to be a big shit show. All this emotion and these decisions that have to be made and people bucking the system. What if somebody comes to school without a mask and their parents say they don't, you know, they don't have to wear it. I've had people, a lot of people come in my office and without masks and I've had to give them all these, these uh, masks because our policy is now we're masking back up. And maybe we shouldn't have taken our masks off in the first place, but when the CDC says to be vaccinated, take them off, then, you know, I figured it was safe to do that. And that was a recommendation that came down from the top. I think people loved that and appreciated it and were happy to have made the sacrifice, but now we're equally as happy, far more happy to take the fucking thing off. Um, but now to put it back on, it's tough. It's like putting the fucking, you know, can't put it back in the box. People aren't going to go for it. They're not going to like it. And I have some folks that, you know, have had a little bit of an attitude, right? They're like, oh, you're masking again? Oh, really? I hate this. Well, you know, I fucking love it. This is my favorite thing. My favorite thing to have to cover my face up and you know, muffle my voice and, you know, just fucking twitch my nose around and have that little terrarium face where my, I, I sweat inside my thing and, you know, ingrown hair. It's, it's fucking small things, but it's just annoying. I don't want to wear it. I want to be free as well, right? It's like fucking without a condom, though. You know, it's, uh, it might feel great, but taking a risk, you know, so we got to be responsible, and that means the people come in the office are going to wear their masks, and that's the way it's got to be, I talked to a friend, uh, this guy, oh, so fucking nice, man, came in and gave me this Asian dish that I'm going to dig into tonight, um, I'm sure my wife made, it's our anniversary, so I'm sure she made a nice little meal for me. I think it's salmon. But this dish that she made, I think, is going to be great. Uh, that, that he made, that he picked up. I forget the name of the place. Ping Pong Palace or something like that. And uh, it's down in Plin- uh, uh, King of Prussia. So he goes to this place. Anytime he has an opportunity, he'll go down and check this place out. 
So I have a little bit of that tonight. <clears throat> I love this guy. He's so fucking nice. We have great conversations. He's very smart. And uh, I just, the whole family is great. Um, so we're talking about things. We're talking about he, he was watching, he's big into documentaries. He watched something on the Moonies. Uh, this guy who's, you know, this guy now he like tries to determine if people are in cults and if he can help them. He like cult deprogramming and how do you get out of a situation like if you're a Scientologist or you're fucking Mooney or, you know, whatever else. <laughs> how do you say do you get out of that life when they get back to normal? And uh, it made me think about just the general, the reality that as long as man has walked on two legs and maybe before, we have sat around fires and sat around dinner tables and talked and told the stories of the day. Imagine being in a, in a cave and you come home from your hunt or gathering or whatever and everybody converges on the cave and you start a fire at the mouth of the cave and there you've got a, you know, whatever quarry, you know, whatever kind of uh, rabbit or fucking deer or whatever, something's on the spit, you got a pot and you got some root vegetables maybe and some berries and shit and you throw it all in there and you put together some a nutritious meal and you feed your family and you talk about the adventures you had while you were out and about hunting and gathering and you, know, you tell stories and then the stories like oh yeah and this happened and then that happened and maybe you spice up the story a little bit <clears throat> and just the journey that mankind has had you know over millennia and now you look at us you know the cooperation that we had to enact that had to be the norm in order for us to make progress, now you look at you look at us and you see so much more progress and also so many problems that seem impossible to solve, you know. I'm sure other civilizations, other times, you know, generations <clears throat> I'm sure that other human beings thought that they had intractable problems, problems that could never be solved and were the worst thing that ever happened in the world. And I suppose we're not so unique in that. (coughs) There have been pandemics before, there's been civil unrest before, there's been, you know, us versus them before, forever. It's like the story. It's fucking Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire, right? It's this is what we do. You know. So I thought about something as I was talking to him. We we brought up. Uh, I was talking about that series that I just finished up, which is Sweet Tooth. And how it kind of brought a tear to my eye. And there's different characters in it. And I wanted him to watch. And he said his uh, his friend, his friends who had watched it. And he was looking forward to checking it out a little bit further. 
but and looking into it himself. It made me think of, though, you know, like, you have a story like Sweet Tooth, or you think of Star Wars, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, um, whatever, man. All those stories have the same shit. You got good guys and bad guys. You got against the odds victories. You've got suffering and triumph and all that stuff, and it's kind of all woven into one story, and that's how, you know, the stories work. Everybody wants to see that, all those elements there, and I think that Hero's Journey, you know, you can look at something, and like, I feel like we should look at our lives with, you know, from that, through that lens, that we are, you know, we are living the hero's journey, but also, not that we, you know, a lot of time we try to envision ourselves where we want us to be the hero we want to be the hero and that's only natural and we should maybe look at our day and our lives and our, the challenges that we face and say you know what you know I'm gonna I'm gonna win the day and I'm gonna enlist help and I'm gonna have these challenges but I'm gonna rise above them and I'm gonna you know do it this way be creative in doing so and win against the odds. But we can also look at ourselves as part of the hero's journey. Not the hero only, but the hero, the protagonist, and the antagonist, and the accomplices, and the challenges, and the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all within us. Just like that angel and devil thing. You know, we are both. We are both the protagonist and the antagonist. And... I think it's important for us all to recognize that this is a journey and day to day you could be the hero or the villain might strive to be the hero but there may be things that you're doing to fuck yourself over that make you the villain like for instance I have a friend of a friend you know a friend is always telling me about her buddies who some of them are fucked up you know one of them just Got a shitty fucking, got two kids and, you know, a shitty partner and so he's cheating on her and she cheats on him and they don't have good jobs and they, they're always complaining about things and fighting. I hate you. I love you. They still live together. And there's this whole, like, um, just this whole perpetual suffering sort of scenario that I can't, I can't believe, I can't understand how people how they are comfortable in those settings, how they choose to stay in those settings. Like, you're a villain if you are part of that equation where you are not being productive, you're not doing anything to help you yourself, You don't. your relationships are terrible. Like, none of us are free of drama, but don't you want some kind of peace? Don't you want to not argue with your spouse all the time? Um, don't you want to, you know, have an opportunity to settle any 
differences or, you know, finally be being at peace instead of always be at, being at war. Like, to put an end to the struggle. Like, the, the victory is only sweet because of the, of the struggle, but sometimes there's, like, prolonged struggles, and you're like, you know, at what point do we, will us as a society look at our situation and be like, you know what, this is fucking crazy. I'm not happy. None of my, I don't talk to my neighbors. Everybody's judging each other. Everybody hates each other. We've drawn, you know, political lines according to political party or socioeconomic this or religion or whatever. You know, region, state, north versus south, all all that crap. Like, do we really, are we really going to fall for this bullshit? Are we really going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe again? It's dumb. The whole thing is dumb. And I think people need to know that. And they need to... Maybe look at this whole thing as like a screenplay, like a story that you write, a chapter that you write every day. And say, you know what? What am I doing in this scenario? Like, where do I want this story to go? Because I can rip that page out. I can go back to the drawing board and and come up with a different plot line. You know, I'm the villain right now. I recognize that I'm kind of part of this dysfunction, but I would like to change it. I don't like the way I feel, and I don't like what this is doing to me and my relationships and my family. The worst thing, of course, is when there's the next generation sees all this stuff. Like, when I hear stories about people being so chronically dysfunctional and their children are watching. I mean, that's fucking really sad, right? That's tragic. It's unacceptable. It's untenable. Because you're passing on those behaviors and those genes, really, to the next generation. And I, I, I couldn't live with myself. I'd rather die than not set a decent example for my kids. You know, we're supposed to get better by the generation, right? And so that's what I'm all about. Speaking of, here's my boy running out here. What's up, buddy? Really? All right, I'll be right there. I look forward to it. Oh, my buddy. Look at him. Look at this fucking guy. Bare-chested running out here. He's all freaking lean and mean. Got his football shit. And I'm sitting in the driveway and he parked on the lawn doing a podcast, but it's worth it. I mean, it drove my point home. I do, I never let him down. Never let my kids down. If I did, it would only make me human, but I, I try not to do that. And if you do it chronically, you're killing your, your, your own spirit, man. You're shitting all over your lineage. You know, we're not nobility, but you can act noble, you can act respectable, you can teach the next generation to, you know, to do the right things and behave properly. Um, <clears throat> and I look at people that have problems like that, that, you know, are always complaining about shit, and a lot of times it's their own, you know, they, they keep doing it again and again and again. They perpetuate it. They're the villain in in that story. They need to be the hero. 
and they might need to come to that conclusion and and, and transform themselves to be both a villain and then subsequently the hero and win the day and, and you know, everybody goes home happy, right? The good guy wins. So we're talking about that, and uh, I think that that's a pretty cool topic. Uh, one last thing I'll say uh, before I go in for the night. It is my anniversary today, so 15 years ago, my wife and I on our on August 12th, 2020, 2006, we were married in Horsham, New Jersey, Horsham, New Jersey, Horsham, Pennsylvania, and then we honeymooned in St. Lucia, it was beautiful, wonderful, and now look at us, you know, 15 years later, we're still together, we're, you know, we're still in love. New text message from Budweiser. Buddy, wishing me a happy anniversary. Good motherfucker. So, um, thank you. So, 15 years ago today, we got married and we flew off to our honeymoon and we came back and I started my career and Mandy stayed at home. You know, we had kids almost immediately and bought a house made some friends, ran DDIP, ran the office, did our best, tremendous times with family, a lot of gains, some losses, and we're still together, doing our best to survive and thrive in a kind of a difficult time, but, you know, it's not work, it's not like sweep, sweep you off your feet sort of romance. It's 8 o'clock, and my, my wife's got my daughter out at gym at a cheer, you know, an hour away, one way, 45 minutes at least. And I'm sitting here all fucking sebaceous and tired from the day. But life is good, you know. It's not all candlelight dinners, you understand what I'm saying? You don't make every little home improvement. It's, everything's not, like, picturesque, perfect. But uh, we have our moments, and we love each other, and we stick together, and we're best friends. And some, there are times I'm sure we hate each other, but I'm glad that I married Mandy Oberst. One of the best things I could have ever done. And uh, life has been good, so we're going to continue and on our path and just try to get better. Try to be the heroes in the journey. You understand what I'm saying? All right, everybody. Have a great night. Friday's here. Tomorrow, kick ass and take names. <laughs>